0: Das ist die Hörmaschine. Das ist Hörmaschine. Hörmaschine Nummer 44. This is Hörmaschine Number 44. Today with heute mit Metas Falls in Materie fällt in Schwarze Löcher. Black holes. Or about the recent discoveries of black holes oder die aktuellen.
1: Yes. Please approach the console and face the screen. Oh Take your key card. You may now enter the residence.
2: Hello?
3: Die Autoren heißen Wu, Wang, Fan, Yi, Zhu, Bian, Yang, Wang, Yang und Yang. Und dann gibt es noch die Autoren McGreer, Thompson und Beletsky. Ja. Also man sieht schon, es ist offenbar chinesisch, dominiert das Papier. Und es ist in der Tat so, dass die meisten Astronomen auf der Welt inzwischen in China arbeiten. Vor allen Dingen die chinesischen Astronomen. Es hat sich einfach so entwickelt. China investiert sehr, sehr viel Geld in die Astronomie. Nun, was haben die Kolleginnen und Kollegen denn entdeckt? Sie haben ein Monster entdeckt. Also, das hätte man ja nie im Leben gedacht, dass es so ein Ding überhaupt gibt. Aber jetzt haben sie es entdeckt. Und zwar ein Apparat, ein schwarzes Loch... Ein schwarzes Loch mit einer Masse von 13 Milliarden Sonnenmassen. Und das haben wir mal genauer zwischen 12 und 13 Milliarden Sonnenmassen. Das muss man sich mal überlegen. Ich meine, das Ding bei uns im galaktischen Zentrum, das hat drei Millionen Sonnenmassen. Und hier haben wir 13 Milliarden. Ja, das ist ja, das ist ja unglaublich schwer. Ja, aber wie, 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 und dann kommt's, na, jetzt kommt's. Wie alt war das Universum, als es entstanden ist? Ja, es war nur knapp eine Milliarde Jahre alt. Jetzt muss man sich natürlich mal fragen, wie entstehen eigentlich solche Trümmer an schwarzen Löchern? Und erstens, mal, wie kann man Sie so auch beobachten? Na, man beobachtet sie, weil sie tatsächlich sehr, sehr stark strahlen. Also jetzt nicht die schwarzen Löcher, sonst würden sie ja nicht schwarz heißen. Schwarzen Löcher strahlen nicht, aber die Umgebung strahlt und zwar wie verrückt. Warum? Weil sie beschleunigt wird, die Umgebung. Also die Gase in der Umgebung werden durch das Gravitationsfeld des Schwarzen Loches dermaßen beschleunigt, also in Bewegung versetzt, dass die Gase anfangen zu strahlen. Warum strahlen die? Naja, kinetische Energie ist ein Ausdruck für Temperatur. Wenn die immer schneller und schneller werden, dann werden sie immer heißer und heißer. Und ein Körper strahlt umso mehr, je heißer er ist, und zwar mit der Temperatur hoch 4, wenn es sich um thermische Strahlung handelt. Also schon mal klar, dass alleine nur dadurch, dass das Material in der Umgebung durch das schwarze Loch beschleunigt wird, schon dadurch steigt die Temperatur und muss zwangsläufig die Leuchtkraft dieses Materials tierisch ansteigen. So weit, so gut. Es gibt aber noch eine andere Variante von Strahlung, das ist die sogenannte nicht-thermische Strahlung. Die hat was mit relativistischen Teilchen zu tun, die zum Beispiel beim Gyrieren, bei der Gyration um ein Magnetfeld, Gyration, Sie wissen schon, Gyros, ne, dreht sich, genau. Also die Teilchen spiralieren um ein Magnetfeld rum und geladene Teilchen, die das tun, und nur geladene Teilchen hängen ja an den Magnetfeldern, ja, ein Magnetfeld ist ja ein elektromagnetisches Feld, geladene Teilchen gyrieren um das Magnetfeld und geben dabei Strahlung ab, sogenannte Synchrotronstrahlung. Und das ist ein Ausdruck dafür, dass ein relativistisches Teilchen, ein Teilchen mit einer Energie, die sehr sehr hoch ist, Geschwindigkeit annähernd Lichtgeschwindigkeit, mit einem Magnetfeld in Wechselwirkung tritt. Und diese Strahlung hat eben ein ganz anderes Spektrum als die thermische Strahlung und vor allen Dingen sieht man auch, es könnten elektrische Felder da sein, die die Teilchen beschleunigt haben. Und wie tauchen elektrische Felder auf? Elektrische Felder tauchen dann auf. Wenn in der Nähe zum Beispiel eines schwarzen Loches die Ladungen so voneinander getrennt sind, dass ein Strom auftaucht, also die Relativgeschwindigkeit von positiven und negativen Ladungen machen Ströme, ein Magnetfeld taucht auf, ein zeitlich veränderliches Magnetfeld entspricht einem rotierenden elektrischen Feld und sonst ist man mitten in der Elektrodynamik. Man kann Elektrotechnik mit den schwarzen Löchern
2: machen. ...or in written or electronic form. I think I need a lawyer. It's standard. It doesn't feel very standard. Okay, it's not standard. What can I tell you, Caleb? You don't have to sign it.
3: Und hier die Kollegin aus China und dem Rest der Welt, die haben also zunächst einmal durch Beobachtungen festgestellt... Das bei einer sehr hohen Rotverschiebung, nämlich von 6,3 für die Expertinnen und Experten, also das Universum ist knapp eine Milliarde Jahre alt, eher wen, also wirklich weniger, dass ein, bei, bei, in dieser frühen Phase des Universums sich ein schwarzes Loch gebildet haben muss. Und zwar, wir haben es gemacht, Sie haben diese Leuchtkraft beobachtet von einem Quasar, einem quasi-stellaren Objekt und konnten dann eben ausrechnen, wie groß muss die Lochmasse sein und dann natürlich, klar, wie schnell muss es gewachsen sein. Und dazu ist es so, dass also so ein schwarzes Loch wie das hier können wir leicht ausrechnen zehn Milliarden, wir haben eine sagen wir mal eine Milliarde Jahre Zeit, um so ein Loch zu machen, muss also ne, eins im Sinn und so weiter pro Jahr zehn Sonnenmassen muss das Loch fressen. Am besten ist es, es frisst 50 oder 100 Sonnenmassen. Dann brauchen wir hier nicht mit 100% Wirkungsgrad zu rechnen. 100 Sonnenmassen pro Jahr an Gas müssen in das Schwarze Loch hineinfallen. Dann wächst es nach nach äh, einer Milliarde Jahre mit einer Effizienz von 10% tatsächlich auf diese 10 Milliarden Sonnenmassen annähernd. Wunderbar. Klasse. Also was bedeutet das? Was bedeutet es denn, wenn also so solche Unmengen an Gas auf dieses Schwarze Loch zubeschleunigt werden Und dieses Gas fängt ja an zu strahlen. Auf dem Weg zum Schwarzen Loch, bevor es den Todesschrei der Materie abgibt, wird das Material ja aufgeheizt. Und daran muss man sich natürlich jetzt erinnern, die Strahlung übt auch eine Kraft aus, nämlich auf das Gas. Und zwar auf das danach kommende Gas. Die Strahlung drückt das danach folgende Gas quasi vom schwarzen Loch weg. Während also das Loch alles zu sich reißt, drückt die Strahlung des Gases das nachfolgende Gas weg. Und so kann man praktisch so eine Art von maximaler Effizienz eines schwarzen Loches einer bestimmten Masse m ausrechnen, wie viel kann er denn maximal, jetzt sag ich mal den Ausdruck, akkretieren. Das heißt also, das Material wird von dem schwarzen Loch angesogen durch die Gravitation und in einer großen Gasscheibe in der Umgebung versammelt sich das Material. Warum in einer Gasscheibe? Na ja, es hat ja Drehimpuls. Ja, das dreht sich ja. Also du rissst ja nur dann keinen Drehimpuls, wenn du praktisch direkt einen zentralen Stoß hast. In dem Moment, wo das Material so ein bisschen aneinander vorbeifliegt, fängt es automatisch an sich zu drehen. Und wenn es denn dann tatsächlich auf das schwarze Loch zufliegt, dann spiraliert es langsam, aber sicher in so einer Scheibe. Und diese Scheibe ist dann letztlich auch der, der, entscheidende, ja, der entscheidende Teil der ganzen Geschichte. Schon sind wir wieder in der Elektrodynamik, nur mal gleich am Rande. Rotation eines Magnetfeldes. Führt automatisch zum Strom. Oh, großartig. Man hat hier einen Generator, einen elektrischen Generator in der Nähe eines schwarzen Loches. Der macht einen riesen Strom. So werden übrigens die Jets gemacht. Also, falls Sie mal was hören über extragalaktische Radioquellen, Jets aus Quasaren heraus, das ist nichts anderes als ein Strom, elektrischer Strom. Und die Kollegen hier stellen also nun fest, dass die Massenbestimmung, die sie vorgenommen haben aus der Leuchtkraft, exakt exakt mit dem Argument übereinstimmt, dass die Strahlung, die das akkretierte Material ausübt, diese Akkretionsrate, also die Rate, wie viel Sonnenmassen pro Jahr vor dem schwarzen Loch angezogen werden mussten und sich in ihm zur Masse des schwarzen Lochs versammelt haben, dass das exakt übereinstimmt. Mit anderen Worten, wir haben hier den wunderbaren Fall, dass eine Theorie, nämlich die Theorie der Akkretion auf ein supermassives schwarzes Loch, gebändigt durch die Strahlung des Umgebenden auf das Loch zufließenden Material, dass diese Theorie genau die richtige Leuchtkraft für die richtige Masse vorhersagt. Würde ich sagen 100 Punkte. Ja, da hat jemand gewonnen. Das ist eine großartige Entdeckung, zeigt natürlich auch, welche abartigen Vorgänge in der frühen Phase des Universums sich abgespielt haben müssen. Ich meine, man muss sich das mal überlegen. 100 Sonnenmassen pro Jahr. Die sind dann aber auch weg. Ich meine, die, die kommen nie mehr wieder. Man muss sich das mal vorstellen, was das für eine Galaxie bedeutet, die regelmäßig über viele Milliarden Jahre, nehmen wir mal an, nur mal für Spaß, wir hätten eine Galaxie vor uns, die über viele Milliarden Jahre regelmäßig 100 Sonnenmassen an Gas verliert. Die, und das Gas ist weg, weil es steht nicht mehr zur Verfügung für Sterne oder für sonst was. Das ist dann futsch. Was soll ich Ihnen sagen, das hat jetzt nur indirekt was mit dieser Arbeit zu tun, es gibt solche Galaxien. Das sind sogenannte lentikularis galaxien oder S0-Galaxien. Da gibt es tatsächlich einige Objekte, die haben eine Schwarzlochmasse masse im Zentrum, die einigen Prozent der gesamten dynamischen Masse der Galaxie entspricht. Und die haben kein Gas mehr. Das heißt, das Ding in der Mitte hat die Galaxie leer gefressen. Kann man sich natürlich fragen, Moment mal, woher wissen Sie denn dann, dass da so ein Schwarzes Loch ist? Ja, das ist die andere Methode, wie man schwarze Löcher entdeckt, nämlich die Bewegung von Sternen. Nicht nur das Gas reagiert auf die Existenz eines schwarzen Loches, das Vorhandensein eines schwarzen Loches, sondern auch die Sterne. Sobald die Sterne sich im Inneren also viel zu schnell bewegen, dann muss da eine Masse sein, die die Sterne beschleunigt. Und so hat man tatsächlich im Laufe der Zeit inzwischen bei immer mehr und mehr Galaxien, nicht nur solchen Quasaren, die voller Gas sind, sondern bei fast allen Galaxien festgestellt, dass in deren Mitte ein schwarzes Loch sitzt. Und zwar gibt es eine schöne Korrelation, einen schönen Zusammenhang. Die Schwarzlochmasse korreliert, hängt also zusammen mit der zentralen Masse einer Galaxie, was ja irgendwie auch Sinn macht. Denn Gravitation ist die einzige Kraft, die immer anziehend ist. Und wenn dann also so ein Gravitationsfeld richtig tief ist, dann kann eben richtig viel Material da reinfallen. Das schwarze Loch macht es noch tiefer und auf diese Art und Weise fällt dann noch mehr Material rein. Und so finden wir die größten Schwarzlochmassen eben in großen Galaxien, meistens in den elliptischen Galaxien. Und je weiter man von den Ellipsen wegkommt, hin zu den Scheibengalaxien, die Schwarzlochmassen, die werden immer weniger. Und bei uns hat man eben, in unserer Milchstraße, hängt so ein Loch rum mit drei Millionen Sonnenmassen Und es hat so gut wie keine Akkretion, also es kommt so gut wie gar nichts rein. Das sieht man kaum. Das Einzige, was man sieht, ist, oder was man richtig gut sehen kann, ist die Bewegung der Sterne um dieses Loch. Und so äh, haben die Kollegen tatsächlich auch diese Lochmasse bestimmt.
4: Hello.
0: Hörmaschine 44, Hörmaschine 44, Matters What Matter or Matters Fall in the Black Holes? Hörmaschine 44.
4: Drawings every day, but I never know what to draw.
2: You're not trying to sketch something specific, like an object or a person. Maybe you could try.
4: Okay. What object should I draw?
2: Whatever you want. It's your decision.
4: Why is it my decision?
2: I'm interested to see what you choose.
4: He isn't your friend.
2: Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I don't understand.
4: You shouldn't trust him. You shouldn't trust anything he says. Power restored. And if we made a list of books or works of art, which we both know, it would form the ideal basis of a discussion. Is that okay? (laughs)
2: this resource of vocal and facial interaction. You hacked the world's cell phones? Yeah, and all the manufacturers knew I was doing it, too. But they couldn't accuse me without admitting they were doing it themselves. Here, we have her mind. Structured gel. I had to get away from circuitry. I needed something that could arrange and rearrange on a molecular level, but keep its form when required. Holding for memories, shifting for thoughts. This is your hardware? Wetware. And the, uh, and the software? Well, I'm sure you can guess. Blue Book. It was the weird thing about search engines. It was like, Striking oil in a world that hadn't invented internal combustion too much raw material. Nobody knew what to do with it You see my competitors They were fixated on sucking it up and monetizing via shopping and social media They thought that search engines were a map of what people were thinking, but actually they were a map of how people were thinking Impulse response Fluid Imperfect pattern chaos.
5: for answers we are beginning to glimpse the forces that shape the stars planets even life and now by tracing the life cycle of black holes scientists are finding clues to the fate that awaits our galaxy and the universe at large but how do you study something that by nature evades detection Sometimes the universe lets us in on its most mysterious workings. March 19th, 2008. Astronomers around the world receive an alert sent from an orbiting observatory called SWIFT. It had recorded a flash of gamma radiation, a kind of ultra high energy light that is the signature of a cataclysmic event. relayed the information down to Earth. And within seconds, robotic telescopes in North and South America turn their gaze on the rising light. Astronomers dial into the data to see how bright and powerful the flash had become. giant observatories in Chile and in Texas. They zero in on it, using specialized instruments to split the light into all its different wavelengths. That tells them how far the light had traveled to reach Earth. What they find is that it had come from seven and a half billion light years away halfway across the visible universe. Tom Vestrand heads a robotic telescope project at the Los Alamos National Lab in New Mexico. He's been tracking high energy gamma ray bursts for over a decade and has never seen anything like this. Protected by mankind, traditionally think of astronomy as something that happens very slowly. But this was a thing that had been traveling to us for 7.5 billion years, arrived here, and for 30 seconds it was astonishingly bright. Amazingly bright. Minutes later, showing signs of saturation, it was so bright in fact that it was visible to the naked eye. Astronomers determined that the flash was a narrow but intense beam of light, and that most likely it broadcast the birth of a black hole. This singular moment is the end point of a violent chain of events in the core of a large star.
6: out the star starts to shrink and when that iron core builds up to about 1.4 times the mass of the sun it can no longer hold
5: itself up against the pressure and it will collapse in some cases as matter slams into the star's core the impact creates a powerful shockwave that races back out and literally blows the star apart is littered with the scattered remains of these supernovae, as shown in images like these from the Hubble Space Telescope. But what happens to the...
1: this huge gravitational hole that they form, and how that is exploited to make energy.
5: Such energy emissions are part of a growing body of evidence that black holes, famous for hiding in the dark, have a history of outbursts that have reached across the cosmos and shaped the universe we know. Scientists are following this energy, like a trail of clues, leading ever closer to the black hole's dark heart.
4: I drew the picture of something specific, as you asked. You said it would be interesting to see what I would draw. Is it interesting?
6: Yes,
5: it is.
2: Have you never been outside this building? No. You've never walked outside?
4: I've never been outside the room I'm in now.
2: Where would you go if you did go outside?
4: not sure. There are so many options. Maybe a busy pedestrian and traffic intersection in a city.
2: A traffic intersection?
4: Is that a bad idea?
2: No, uh, it, it wasn't what I was expecting.
6: A traffic intersection would provide a concentrated but shifting view of human life.
2: People watching.
5: Yes.
0: Together.
5: Astronomers once do? saw black holes as rare and exotic in a universe seemingly dominated by stars and galaxies. A radically new view has emerged from surveys of galaxies and black holes stretching deep into the universe. black holes lurk in the dust lanes and swirling gas clouds at the centers of nearly every large galaxy. What's more, the larger the galaxy, the larger the black hole. That's a clue that they must have evolved hand-in-hand, each shaping the life story of the other. To find out the role black holes played in the evolution of the universe, Astronomers are trying to recreate this shared history with what amounts to a whole new branch of science. They are using supercomputers to simulate the sweep of cosmic history, including that of galaxies like our own. Gravity drew vast pockets of gas into dense centers. They grew hotter and hotter igniting to become the first generation of stars. These stars lived hot and fast, and in only a few million years, some blew up in powerful supernovae. From these stars likely came the first generation of black holes. Cosmologist Tiziana Di Matteo is part of a wider effort to see what marked these early black holes left on the universe. Her computer program simulates the action of gravity on gas, the formation of stars, galaxies, and black holes. Her goal is to create a virtual universe that evolves like the real one did with black holes and galaxies emerging and growing together. Our Milky Way galaxy is located in a quiet part of the universe, with relatively few other galaxies around it. Move out across the cosmic void 50 million light years away, and you encounter the great Virgo cluster filled with thousands of galaxies. Recent telescope surveys show that this region is part of a larger pattern of galaxies, resembling a vast spider's web. To get her virtual universe to look like this, Tiziana needs to know what cosmic conditions gave rise to black holes and galaxies in the first place.
1: So it's a beautiful problem because we start from extremely well-specified initial conditions. We know the initial condition of the universe, and that's very rare in astrophysics, in cosmology, in uh, you know, in any st- branch of physics. Details of
5: what the universe was like in its earliest times have come courtesy of a breakthrough observatory called WMAP. It found a blotchy pattern in a kind of radiation generated soon after the Big Bang. Astronomers believe this pattern is the origin of the spider's web structure they see in their telescopes. It defines the beginning point of Tiziana's simulation. She sets her virtual universe in motion. It covers a region in the shape of a cube, over a hundred million light-years on a side. The result? An intricate cosmic web with gravity drawing matter into filaments and knots on the largest of scales. In places where filaments come together, galaxies
1: and black holes first begin to appear. All the matter that is coming in from the large scale will also allow the black hole to to grow of this gas is being transported from large scale all the way into the galaxy and the galaxy all the way into the center and therefore feeding and growing these central black holes at a very high rate. In this sequence
5: drawn from her simulation, the circles indicate the appearance of black holes within the data. What she finds is that as these black holes gain mass, gravity pulls them toward the densest regions, where a few grow larger than all the rest. How did these chosen few black holes grow so rapidly? The Orbiting Chandra X-ray Observatory recently turned up evidence at the centers of galaxies back in the time of the early universe. These images show its remarkable find. Actual supermassive black hole pairs, beginning what astronomers believe is a dance of death. In most cases, their forward momentum simply causes them to go into orbit around each other. Like a planet around a sun, this orbit can go Large, one black hole must draw the other in, close enough to swallow it. Albert Einstein showed how they do it. He predicted that when massive bodies accelerate or whip around each other, they can stir up the normally smooth fabric of space-time. It's like a rock hitting some of the energy of the impact is transferred to waves that move outward along the surface. Likewise, a titan.
1: of the universe, and all of these black holes are swallowing large amounts of gas, so it's a fun time, it's sort of the golden age for the growth of most black holes. The reason why is because most of the large major mergers are occurring in the universe around this time.
5: This simulation shows how a galaxy like our own might have taken shape in a flurry of mergers. have been able to grow to a level of size and ferocity we can scarcely imagine and yet amid all the violence are clues to how the universe and even places like earth came to be what they are Astronomers have long puzzled over a class of ultra bright beacons of light from the distant universe called quasars. In time, they link them to the outpouring of energy from the centers of galaxies and to growing black holes. But how can something that emits no light shine so brightly? The chance to solve this mystery has... Cosmic Explorer.
4: 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3,
5: 2, 1, go! Zero. 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 Delta rocket carrying gamma ray telescope The Fermi Gamma Ray Space Telescope is part of a larger effort to explore the role black holes play in shaping the universe. standing here on this planet, uh, in our own little area of our galaxy, we're able to look around and make meaningful measurements, have a theoretical understanding of the entire universe in which we live. To me, is something that all of humankind can justifiably uh, take pride in. The black holes that interest Steve Ritz, a project scientist, and his team ...are among the largest ones out there. The energy they emit is thought to stem from periods of rapid growth at the center of galactic feeding frenzies. Billions of years ago, in places where the universe was dense with matter, gravity drew swarms of young galaxies hurtling toward each other.
4: A large galaxy grew (coughs) in the center, and when another galaxy fell toward it, it it hurled matter at a central black hole. Force-fed
5: like this, the black hole could grow up to several billion times the size of our own sun. Probing the Perseus Galaxy Cluster, the Chandra X-ray Observatory found immense hot cavities Hollowed out of the surrounding gas. The culprit they believe is a jet of radiation coming from a large central galaxy. As it roared out, this jet created shock waves so powerful it pushed huge volumes of gas beyond the central region. And without this gas, new stars can't form. That explains why some of the largest galaxies are filled with old stars, most likely born before their black holes began erupting. At the same time, a black hole jet can seed the surrounding regions with the heavy elements needed to form solar systems and planets like ours. Black hole also
1: has the property that as it spins on its axis, as the earth spins, it drags space into a whirling motion like the air in a tornado, faster near the horizon, slower farther away, just as the air in a tornado is whirling faster near the core than it is farther away.
2: See that? Come on, buddy. After a long day of touring tests, you gotta unwind. What were you doing with Ava? What? You tore up her picture. I'm gonna tear up the fucking dance floor, dude. Check
4: it out.
5: So much greater than on its tail that gravity rips it to shreds. Ironically, you'd find a gentler ride into a supermassive black hole. Its larger size means its gravity is more spread out. What you'd find if you made it inside is the most extreme destination in all the universe. Andrew Hamilton, an astrophysics professor, has been investigating what happens when matter falls inside a black hole. Using Einstein's equations, he and other scientists believe that falling into a black hole is equivalent to moving down a river and tumbling over a waterfall. Like a cosmic precipice, the outermost region of the black hole, the event horizon, is where space itself flows relentlessly in. What does one
6: mean by space falling or or doing anything it's just that if you put objects in space then they will move in certain ways and if you put objects near a black hole as they approach the horizon inevitably they must approach the speed of light in order to stay at rest otherwise they're gonna fall inside the horizon
5: A black hole is spinning, the central region is bounded by what's known as the inner horizon. In a case defined only by Einstein's equations, an object may whip around so fast it gets flung outward. If there's- Nothing inside the black
6: hole except the space-time structure itself. There's nothing inconsistent about having space fall inside, turn back around and come back out again because space has no substance, so there's no problem with it moving through itself.
5: It would be like a river racing over the falls, hitting the rocks below, then flowing back up.
6: In the strange
5: world of general relativity,
6: you've fallen through a region, a black hole region, where space was falling faster than light, and now space has turned around and is now pushing you outward faster than light.
5: Imagine charting a starship's course into this topsy-turvy realm. If you survived the fall down to the event horizon, you'd accelerate through it.
6: You go with the flow. You hit the speed of light at the horizon. Now, you can still see stuff from the outside world, even when you're inside the horizon, but people can't see you because space is falling faster
5: than light. To understand the chaotic region within, Hamilton has enlisted Einstein's equations in a project to visualize the black hole's inner anatomy. You could only get this close on a spaceship propelled by pure mathematics. Passing through the event horizon, we approach the central zone. As we whip around, we are flung out of a kind of cosmic tunnel known as a wormhole. through what's known as a white hole. Like characters in a science fiction story, we exit into another time or place, perhaps another universe. This strange passage is the work of theory. In reality, it couldn't form amid all the turbulence. The moment you introduce any real
6: matter, then... The stuff that's trying to fall in tends to collide with the stuff that's coming back out again. There's a turbulent, chaotic maelstrom deep down inside the black hole. In a waterfall,
5: this collision zone is where water crashes on the rocks and ricochets into the downward flow. Here, turbulence rises.
4: In a black hole, the collision zone is the inner horizon
5: where swirling matter envelops the central core. That's the end of the line for a starship. It gets instantly vaporized. The chief characteristic of
6: this region near the inner horizon is that streams of energy are passing through each other and they're passing through each other very rapidly that counter-streaming of material begins to build up to the point where itself gravitates and that gravity accelerates those streams even faster through each other
5: in the gentle world we know the energy released by gravity quickly dissipates. Whatever crashes down, settles into a state of rest. Inside a black hole, the energy does not dissipate. Instead, it builds on itself, rising to an extreme state known as the Planck density. To grasp what that is, Imagine taking all the matter we can see with our telescopes, all the trillions upon trillions of stars that make up all the galaxies in the universe
6: and crush it down to the size of a marble. No, don't stop there. Keep going and crush it all the way down to less than the size of an atom. That is the Planck density, and that's the kind of density that is produced inside a black hole. It's the most extreme place in our universe, outside the Big Bang.
5: In this state, temperatures rise to a trillion, trillion times hotter than the center of our Sun. It would be hard to imagine what destructive impact the release of this energy would have. Fortunately, extreme gravity holds it tight within the black hole's event horizon. As astronomers project the continued evolution of our galaxy, they ask, will the matter and energy impounded within its central black hole remain there forever? Or is the black hole, like all other cosmic bodies, somehow subject to the ravages of time? Most of the energy of the universe is produced by stars. Trillions of years from now, all across the universe, stars begin to use up their fuel and fade away. The largest stars fall toward the centers of galaxies, where they're swallowed by supermassive
1: black holes.
5: decays, it gives way to a long era dominated by the remnants of dying stars and black holes. The far
6: future
1: of the universe is one where the stars are burnt out and formed neutron stars or white dwarfs and some black holes and eventually over longer periods the time the black holes merge together to form bigger black holes. In time, much of the matter within galaxies will fall into
5: these black holes the last bastions of our universe. How long will they last? The answer may come from a theory proposed by the cosmologist
2: Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking applied quantum physics to black holes and predicted that they would be black but would with heat radiation in a very distinctive way. And of course, uh, if there's heat uh, coming off, heat energy coming off, this energy has to come from somewhere.
5: J. Hawkins said, would come from tiny particles emerging from the vacuum of space just outside the event horizon. Some of those particles radiate away, taking minute amounts of mass from the black hole, like water evaporating from the ocean. Over time, the radiation grows stronger and stronger, as the black hole shrinks and finally explodes. When the last black hole dies, that's the end of the universe as we know it. How can we know if the theory is right and they actually do decay? If black holes were
2: made in the Big Bang with a mass of about that of Mount Everest, Uh, These black holes ought to be going pop about now. and Radio astronomers have looked to see if they
1: can see a sort of electromagnetic pulse associated with that. They haven't found any. There might be other
5: ways to see a black hole decay. From all across space, black hole jets are blasting particles out at very near the speed of light. Particles called cosmic rays slam into our Earth's atmosphere with enough energy to create miniature black holes. These mini-monsters would decay immediately in a shower of particles, but they are very difficult to observe. We're all to store. Mm-hmm. The emittances look good. Okay. What if you could produce collisions this powerful in an Earth-bound lab and under controlled conditions actually create a black hole? If you could then watch it decay, it would provide a unique window onto the future of black holes. Okay, filling blue.
1: We'll start collimating a blue ring. It's hoped that taking two very high-energy small pieces of a very fast proton and colliding with each other, you can put enough energy into a small enough space that you can actually create the conditions by which a black hole would form. These black holes are supposed to be very small, therefore very hot. And therefore, they essentially radiate themselves away immediately. 1.2, 1.3 times the 9. Barbecue is still locked. Feedback looks
5: good. All right, here we go. At Brookhaven National Lab in New York State, physicists are using advanced technology to blast gold atoms in opposite directions down giant tunnels almost two and a half miles long. They accelerate these atoms to within a tiny fraction of the speed of light. When the atoms collide, a fireball erupts. Sophisticated sensors record a splatter of subatomic particles. A hot soup of gluons and quarks. What we believe we're creating is a temperatures approaching 2 trillion degrees centigrade. That's 100,000 times hotter than the interior of the sun. It's hotter than a supernova explosion. It's hotter than the surface of a black hole. It's hotter than a neutron star. In fact, we believe nowhere in the universe is at that temperature. It last that temperature in the universe in one microsecond, one millionth of a second after the Big Bang. It's as if they are running the in reverse, taking us back to an instant when it was extremely hot and dense. Creating a black hole, it seems, will take even more energy than that. In fact, more than any earthbound collider can pack.
2: Efficiency looks good, the
4: orbit looks good, Orbit with our own is every two millimeters in each plane. Einstein's theory of general relativity is the one that we find in all the textbooks, and it's the one that we're all sort of pledged to defend, but it would be rash to say it's the last word on the subject of gravitation. And there are certainly alternative theories around, and some of them are quite popular.
1: disturbances that propagate up to where we are. We could feel it happening, we could essentially see our universe around us changing, but we look around for the cause of it and we won't know what it is.
5: The idea is that a number of extra dimensions actually intersect our world. 10, 12, time. Okay. When particles collide at very high energies, those extra dimensions enhance the gravitational force between the particles, enough to create a micro black hole. The scientists will know a black hole is there when they see the shower of particles predicted by Hawking's theory. And for a moment, that will open a window to a deeper cosmic reality. The very idea that we could tap into this underlying realm shows how rich black hole research has become. Einstein's theory showed how black holes can generate extreme energies, cause the universe to wobble and bend, and twist up into knots. The recognition that black holes Are fundamental to the workings of our universe is a major discovery of science in our time. And if it turns out that they do have a finite lifetime, their death will signal the end of our universe. By some estimates, the time horizon of the largest black holes goes out to a Google years. Take a one and add 100 zeros to it.
2: of her picture, which she can then present an illustration of my cruelty to her and her
4: love for you. At the same time, allow them to this in full view of you both.
0: This was the Hörmaschine. Hörmaschine, 44. This was machine 44. What matters, what the matter matters. Matters falls in the black holes, with the sound of X-Machines, with the sound of Hörmaschine and of course, in English, the blast orchestra. Stoß in Slowakia, Andrea Neumann Burkhard Beines, Mirek Karatova noro und and others Das war die Hörmaschine Heute mit Was macht die Materie? Die Materie fällt in schwarze Löcher mit dem Klang und den Tönen der Musik von Ex-Maschinen natürlich auch der Hörmaschine Von Helmut Lesch, vom Blasorchester aus Stoß in der Slowakei, von Andrea Neumann und Brockhard Beines, Karate war Noe Langer und anderen. Hörmaschine 44, Hörmaschine 44.